0: I'm feeling pretty good. How are you feeling? <laughs> I feel like this is the first time in a while when we haven't had so many crazily news breaking type stories.
1: It's almost more stressful when there isn't ones.
0: I wanted to say to you and to anybody listening anytime we've ever spoken with like a little bit of franticness in our voices about how many things there are to cover, like I would always take that over oh, every it. single
1: time. Right? Every single time. Yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, good stuff, obviously, but there's nothing crazy going on between like Max Eric and Demi Lovato. But you know what? Better for Demi that way, so.
1: While we're on the subject, did you see that um, he was commenting on the live of Selena Gomez and Timmy?
0: Yeah. I was like, get the literal fuck out.
1: I know. I saw that come through in real time.
0: You were watching the live when you saw the comments come up? Yeah. Wow. See? Julie, you're a real one. See, but that goes to show you probably have your notifications on for Timothy and mine are on for fucking Max Eric, and I'm not getting notifications when he comments, only when he goes live, so. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Two types of people in this world.
1: (laughs) There really are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm so embarrassed that I'm me.
1: (laughs) I'm a little bit there. (laughs) The notifications being on exposes a little bit.
0: (laughs) Okay, should we do it? Yes, please. <laughs> so as you guys know, every week we're highlighting a Black-owned business. But first, I just wanted to make kind of a general announcement. We have been recently getting a lot of people sending us DMs, like submitting their friends' businesses or their businesses. And we would love to highlight them, but it's we, they often get lost in DMs. So we'll go back to try to find them and we can't find the message because we get so many. So if you go to our website, there's a page that says contact and there's a form. So you just put in your name, your email, and a subject. So if you want to do that and you put in the subject just black-owned businesses, you want to submit your friends, yours, whatever it is, even just a product that you love that's from a black-owned business, I think that's probably the best, most efficient way to do it. And we're going to put them all in an Excel doc and every week, you know, of course I can't guarantee we'll get to every single one of them, but every week we're going to go and pick one. And I think one, it would be an easier system and two, like what better than to be able to highlight businesses of our listeners or of those they love. So just wanted to put that out there first. Um, But this week, the business that we're highlighting is called Little Likes Kids. And the reason we chose this one is because this has happened for a while, but I think recently, maybe just because quarantine has been going on for longer than anyone anticipated, we've been getting really, really these like beautifully touching emails from moms saying, you know, I'm home with my kids and the podcast is the only thing that's gotten me through this. So thank you. And so this is a company that makes games and puzzles. And it was started by this woman, Kemi, in 2018. And her goal is to, quote, provide high-quality classic games that reflect the multicultural and diverse world of children today. So they have calendars, memory games, puzzles, placemats, et cetera. The website is littlelikeskids.com, and the Instagram is littlelikeskids. So that one goes out to any of our mom or dad listeners who are just looking for something great for your kids. Okay. Don't you feel like we've been gotten, getting a lot of those emails recently,
1: though? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a trend throughout quarantine, but a lot more recently.
0: Yeah. I think it's just at this point if you know, people did not anticipate it to go this long and seriously, God bless parents because-
1: Oh my God, God bless.
0: Yeah. Okay. We're going to start out with an update on the whole Dominic West, Lily James saga. As you guys know, we reported last week, they were seen together in Rome, October 11th. It was really messy. He then has that kind of pseudo press conference outside of his England home with his wife saying, everything is good. We're happily married. She canceled her morning show appearance And that was kind of all we had heard. So according to E! News, a source said that Lily is embarrassed by the debacle and wants to move on. Quote, she's mortified and embarrassed by the entire thing. She was shocked when she saw the photos and his story that he's happily married. She wants it to all go away and is just laying low, hoping it will pass quickly. Again, I don't know if that's 100% the truth. However, it would make sense given the canceling of the morning show appearance.
1: Right. That definitely would make sense.
0: Also, this is like the least big deal ever, but I just think it's such a random and and Julie kind of thought it was such a funny anecdote, which it is. So if you guys saw they were on a scooter together when they were in Rome, and apparently there are reports that they could be fined for that because um, according to the Sun, Italy's laws are strict when it comes to riding around on scooters amid the coronavirus says, quote, the law is quite clear. Riding tandem on an e-scooter is forbidden. It's a breach of the highway code and a breach of the new COVID laws. You're supposed to maintain social distance, and riding tandem on a scooter is not keeping social distance. Now that we've been made aware of this, we shall be investigating. The law is equal for all of us.
1: <laughs> like, Wait, can I tell you what cracks me up about this? What? <laughs> It's not even the scooter that makes me laugh so hard. Like, that gets me. Like, the idea of Lily James and Dominic West having to each pay $250 in fines for riding a scooter together will absolutely, like, keep me laughing for the next week. What makes me laugh harder is that all of the headlines make it seem like they're being um, fined for having an affair. (laughs) (laughs) Like, every every single headline is, like, Lily James and Dominic West in Rome – uh could be fined. And it's like, does does Italy have really strict adultery laws, or is it just like it makes me laugh so fucking hard. Not one article has been like for riding a scooter. Like it all makes it seem like Italy's really against cheating.
0: <laughs> when you first sent it to me and you were like, did you see the fine thing? That's what I thought. I was like, what?
1: I have been laughing about this every single time I see the article.
0: It's such a bizarre plot. It's as if this couldn't get more bizarre, you know? It is a bizarre story. It is. And then we didn't really want to get into this because the way that the media was covering it just felt incredibly misogynistic and like woman blaming. But there were all of these stories circulating basically that one of the reasons for the demise of Army Hammer's marriage, again, this is very allegedly, was because there were. Um, there was like letters found between him and an anonymous woman however the woman was signing things the same way that lily james would lily james would sign things there was this whole thing and all of the headlines are like lily james to blame for demise of army hammer's marriage and we were like okay this is ridiculous first off like one if there's any truth to this why are we completely absolving the guy of any responsibility and second of all this just feels a little bit uh like fabricated. We don't know we don't have any facts yet. So we didn't want to get into it but we did just want to acknowledge that that there there are headlines about that, I would say.
1: Right. What they were saying was that whoever these quote letters were from were signing it as the same name as Lily James character in the Netflix movie that she's in with Army Hammer. So that's why they were connecting it. The idea that Lily James has broken up two marriages in the course of like a month or so seems a little improbable to me. Uh, But if the media wants to run with that story, I guess I can't stop them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Also, I mean, just to bring it all full circle, the morning show appearance that she canceled was with Army Hammer to promote the show, Rebecca. So clearly I'm not saying that that was the reason I think that she probably canceled it because of everything going on with the Dominic West drama, but just to bring that all back together. So it, it, it felt off to us, but we just wanted to at least acknowledge it in case anybody was confused as to how those two were being joined together So as I'm sure most of you saw, Adele hosted SNL this week, and she had never hosted before. She was, of course, the musical guest twice, once in 2008, which was the big breakout year, and again in 2015. But not only has she never hosted, we haven't seen Adele really out there in such a long time. So this was a very big deal, for lack of a better phrase.
1: This was special. I I think everyone was equally excited about this. It's a big deal when Adele does anything.
0: No, it was a huge deal. I just you know, she is the the best word that I could use to describe her in my opinion. She is spectacular. She always has been. And she just, I just forgot because we haven't seen her in her element in so long. And she just is really a spectacular human being.
1: The other night we were like literally Friday night before SNL. Um, we were just watching all these old videos of Adele. Like, we were watching her on a carpool karaoke, watching her perform at the Grammys. And I was like, Holy fuck, there is no voice quite like this. And also on top of that, she has a sparkling personality.
0: Sparkling. She's so multi-talented. She's so real. You saw, you know, in her monologue, she spoke about how she was so nervous. She said, you know, I you're asking me why I'm not being the host and the musical guest. She's like, because I'm absolutely terrified. She's like, I always get so nervous before these things. And so You know, I'm just going to kind of try this out. Like she's so honest in in how she is as a performer.
1: The other funny thing that she said during that when they were like, "Why aren't you doing the musical guest or being both?" She's like, "Also, the album's not ready
0: yet." Yeah. (laughs) Also, you know, as we've spoken about many times, when the first pictures of Adele surfaced, and we said, you know, of course she has lost a lot of weight, like that is a fact. However, the conversation is unfortunately about that, and it shouldn't be, but. I think she felt coming on the stage, like she wanted to make some sort of acknowledgement of it because there was a huge change um, in her. And she said, I know I look really, really different since you last saw me, but actually because of all the COVID restrictions and the travel bans, I had to travel late and only bring half of me. And this is the half I chose, which I personally thought was like the most effortless, excellent way to make a nod to what so many people were thinking without making the whole thing about it. Do you know what I mean?
1: A thousand million percent, yes,
0: yeah. I think probably the most talked about sketch was The Bachelor sketch, which if you didn't watch the entire thing, I'm telling you, just watch this one sketch. It is so funny. It was basically she was a contestant on The Bachelor. and i I don't normally smile that hard when watching s n l
1: no, I was just thinking that. It was like I missed finding skits that I actually find to be funny,
0: yeah. It's really been one of them. When I think of my, like the pride that I felt from SNL, not all of these were because they were funny. Like Megan the Stallion's performance, not funny, but just so powerful. Like the way that I felt about Megan the Stallion, the way that I felt about Justin, similar with Adele. Not meaning, not in terms of, uh, they weren't all in the same category of like comedic, but just in terms of like, this is what SNL should be.
1: Yes, I so get what you mean. And also the other sketch that I thought was hilarious was the fortune telling sketch.
0: You know, it's so funny because, okay, if anybody didn't see this again, I think you should watch this, but it was basically um, Kate McKinnon as the fortune teller. And she's explaining what everybody's future is going to look like. And she's explaining in very horrific detail, people lysol their groceries and doing all these things that to us now are terrifying, but at the time you'd have no idea, right? So it's talking about being in a restaurant. And it's so crazy because obviously it was dramatized, but It's exactly accurate. It was just funny because of
1: the way that they were talking about it. It was like, imagine trying to explain it to yourself this time last year.
0: It's physically impossible to imagine that though. Like when, even when I'm watching this skit, I know that it's a fully fake skit and they're talking about the horror of being in an enclosed restaurant. I like audibly gasp.
1: No, I can't even imagine it. I, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It is so funny being when it's being put into those terms. Yes.
0: It's really just wild. I like, yeah. So that was a good one. I don't know. The whole thing was excellent. Her was also the musical guest. She's saying Damage, which she had only released a few days prior to her performance. She's just excellent and powerful and beautiful and so fucking cool. I was just going to say just so, I don't have a better way to describe her than just so cool. And also the most Amazing lip color, like I need to talk to her makeup artist. It was just, <laughs> no, she was excellent. The whole thing was good. It was such a perfect, um, it was such a perfect combination. Whoever did, I mean, whoever I guess does the casting, good job you because <laughs> good job you, <laughs> good job you. I was really excited about this one. I got to tell you.
1: Oh my god! Yeah.
0: Also, you know, you see Adele in interviews and you see her doing other things, but when you see her like this and just in her you know, in her most, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it rarest form, honest form, whatever it is. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I can't help but be like, you know what? I get why you go on vacation with Harry Styles.
1: You know what I was going to say, which could end up being a beautiful transition, you're welcome, is that nothing makes more sense to me than her friendship with Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Mm, Beautifully said. Shall we just do Jennifer Lawrence next? Well, that's what I was hoping we would do. (laughs) So Jennifer Lawrence was on Heather McMahon's podcast. Absolutely not. And before I even say anything, I am sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know of Heather McMahon. She was a guest on ours probably over a year ago at this point. She's a comedian, an actress, a podcast host, and just a brilliant individual who has such a unique sense of humor. Like truly, I... We had always heard about her and then having met her and then having her on the podcast and just getting to know her like, she is just the real deal. And she is so deserving of all the success that she has. So, when I saw, I think when both of us saw that Jennifer Lawrence was on her podcast before knowing anything, we didn't really, or personally, I didn't really know about their friendship until we started it. It was that moment of like, yes, Jennifer Lawrence does not do these types of things at all. Commonly, she is as a list as it can get. And, like, if anybody is deserving to have her on their podcast, it is Heather McMahon because she puts in the work. I really could not recommend her content enough, her podcast enough. Like, she's the real deal. And that in itself, before even listening to the episode, was so exciting.
1: It was a really strong mix of, like, yes, you fucking deserve this. And I'm so happy for you, Heather. Like, this is amazing. And I just could not be happier for you, coupled with, like, I really want to like crawl up in a ball and listen to like Justin Bieber. That should be
0: me because I am so goddamn jealous. I know it was, it was like so, but it was so fitting, you know,
1: it was so fitting, but, and I rarely, rarely have this where I'm listening to somebody like interview somebody on their podcast. And I'm like, Oh, what I would do? Because I think that I think that we've had so many amazing guests and I think that other people have had really great guests, it fits so perfectly with them or like, you know, eventually down the road, we could probably get them, whatever. Like this is one where I was like, God damn, I'm just so happy for you. But oh
0: my God, am I jealous? Oh my God, am I jealous of this situation? Well, yeah, because I think a lot of it comes from the fact that Jennifer Lawrence is Known for not doing things like this. You know, she, I mean, as she spoke about on the podcast, which we'll get into in a second, she took some time off. She has taken some time off acting wise. But even aside from just her roles, like when it comes to press, I think she's a little bit more particular with what she does. She's not on social media. She's not, doesn't live her life as, I don't know if you want to say transparently, because that sounds bad, but as intimately with the public. And so to be on a podcast, which I find a very intimate form of communication, was shocking and exciting. And really great listen. But if you didn't listen, or if you just want to talk about it, that's what we're about to do right now. Exactly. So so Jennifer was saying how basically they started to become friends because throughout quarantine, she really got hooked on Heather's podcast. And Heather was saying, you know her assistant, whoever reached out to her and said, Jennifer Lawrence would like your email address. She's like, I thought it was someone from accounting. (laughs) She's like, I didn't know oscar-winning actress jennifer lawrence and they basically struck up this friendship as a result of jennifer being a fan of the podcast they are very clearly friends off mic as well but it was a very you could tell just even from the beginning it was a very very casual conversation i think it felt a lot less like an interview and a lot just more like a conversation that you happen to be hearing between two friends um you know, they started talking about Kardashians and housewives and Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, we've spoken about this forever. She's similar to Chrissy Teigen in terms of her reality television love. I was just going to say that. Major Chrissy vibes, right? Major. Yeah. Like she could have done that Hulu commercial that Chrissy did where all the Bravo stars were at her house.
1: Yes. Except it's not as well known because she's not as public about it.
0: Right. But if she were active on Twitter, she could have done the same commercial.
1: Stop. because then then we're snowballing into the conversation about imagine if she was active on instagram and like i i just think our lives would all improve for the better if she was and that's a difficult conversation to have
0: yeah we'll talk about it a little later but i love anytime julia you know that i will never shut down anytime you start to express any of your emotions so if you want to get that out i'm here just so you know
1: (laughs) when you start labeling my feelings towards (laughs) <laughs> Towards Jennifer Lawrence not being on Instagram as emotions.
0: That's when that's we got a problem. <laughs> I wish Ismo was here. We do have a problem. I'm glad you're acknowledging it. We'll talk about that a little later. No anyway. we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talk space if you're listening, please. Okay. So so they were talking about Bravo, and Heather used to work as um, the front desk attendant at soul cycle. And so she was saying, you know, I've met so many different people and they're talking about Lisa Rinna and Heather is saying that Lisa's exactly how you see her on the show, which she is. I mean, knowing Lisa personally, she's exactly that same way. She's very energetic. She's very fun. She says what's on her mind. And Jennifer was saying that she ran into Lisa and Harry at dinner one night. She's like, I literally fucking charged the table. Um, uh, <laughs> and she said that I don't know if I actually said this to Lisa but my friends and I have had a drinking game for forever of when you're watching Beverly Hills drink every time Lisa says Harry Hamlin and like it's just the kind of thing where I recognize that's a much grander reference than just a small community like Bravo is not a small community but it still feels intimate so for Jennifer Lawrence to be saying that there's just something if you're a Bravo watcher and you're and you're listening to that you just feel very seen
1: i have a question yes can you think of anybody more likable than Jennifer Lawrence
0: no, she's incredibly likable.
1: When I was listening to her, I was like, I cannot imagine a single person not liking you.
0: You know who's also is very likable, different type of likable though? Katie Couric.
1: Of course, who doesn't like Katie Couric? What are you, like, sociopathic
0: if you don't like Katie Couric? That's what I'm saying. It's a different vibe. I like Hoda. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like Hoda, Katie Couric, people like that. I feel like it's it's different than Jennifer, but it's a similar kind of just, they're just so easy to like.
1: So easy to like. I so agree with you.
0: And they're talking about the Kardashians and Heather made a comment about how you guys know, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know, that infamous fight where Courtney and Kim are fighting about Costa Rica, and Courtney makes a comment of, like, I'm not paying to fly the security private. And Heather was saying she couldn't believe they were having that conversation on television. And you could tell Jennifer didn't want to say anything kind of negative. She's very close with Kris Jenner. She's close to the family. So she made a comment, like, hey, you know, good for them. They share it all. And then she referenced one of the most talked about Kardashian kind of memes, where Kim posted the picture of North's Farisian horses. And I was like, hearing Jennifer Lawrence talk about Northwest Horses is sending me.
1: It's the best thing that's ever happened. Again, I will reference this every single time. The interview with Kim and Jennifer Lawrence is one of the greatest 15 minutes of television I've ever seen in my life. If you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. Because I think that once you see that and you understand like the intimate relationship that she actually has with the families, it makes her talking about North's Sources a million times better.
0: Yeah. I also... I mean, the reason that we say that that interview was so good is because clearly something about Jennifer's interviewing style brought out a side of Kim that we don't normally see. But I... Having listened to her on Heather's podcast, which was a a lot calmer, a lot more intimate, you could really tell why. Like She has this presence that it just seems very easy to get along with.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. She spoke about a lot of things. I mean, she spoke about the start of her career, how she was discovered by a modeling agency when she was visiting New York. She kind of moved there on a trial basis with her brother, who was 18 at the time. And by the end of the summer, she had booked a sitcom in LA She spoke about taking a break and how she realized you know, once you're in this, she's like, it's a machine. You just keep going. You keep going. And I needed that time to kind of like reset and reconnect with the purpose of why I was even doing this. But the Oscars fall conversation I think was my favorite. What about you?
1: Same. Loved it. So happy it happened.
0: Yeah. So as you guys know, Jennifer Lawrence won the Oscar in 2013 for Best Actress for Silver Linings Playbook. And you saw she's in that gorgeous couture d'or dress. They call her name. She walks up. And in a moment that I think took the breath out of everyone in the audience, she falls on the stairs. And she's talking to Heather about the experience. And she's like, you know, a couple of days after that happened, I see Anderson Cooper on his show saying, well, she must've done that on purpose. You know, she did that on purpose. She's like, and I was so personally offended by that because why would I have ever wanted to do that on purpose? She was like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to be on that stage again. And to have that moment completely overshadowed by a kind of a stupid mistake was the last thing I would ever want. And she was like, and a couple months later, I was at a Christmas party and I ran into Anderson Cooper and I confronted him about it. She says, my friend said they saw the vein in my neck bulging. When I went up to him and I basically said, have you ever walked upstairs in a ball gown and heels? And he was like, no, I haven't. And she was like, yeah, exactly. You would have never known. And she said they he apologized. He was incredibly gracious. They worked past it. They're friends now. But I, to have that visual was the type of behind-the-scenes content that we talk about so frequently.
1: Oh, my God. It was the best. Hearing her talk about that moment because, it, first of all, it's so funny. It happened so long ago. It feels like yesterday. Like, it feels like it was last year's Oscars that Jennifer Lawrence tripped and fell And in my head, when I remember it, I remember it being this like huge dramatic fall where she like stumbles over and can't get up. Like when you rewatch it, which I just did before then, it was like such a quick little fall. And in my head, it was so dramatized.
0: I was just, it's funny you say that because I obviously watched it right before we started recording too, just to kind of relive the moment and also to relive her speech. And yes, the actual fall wasn't like Jason Derulo, but. Jason Darula. <laughs> that <laughs> didn't happen. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's real or fake, but that's just my point of reference. Google it. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, you'll see exactly what we mean. But I still, I gasped. Like, yes, the actual fall was relatively graceful, but for that moment to even happen is so out of the ordinary that I do, I don't think it was overly dramatized. Like, when I remembered it watching it back, I still felt it was equally as dramatic as I had thought of it.
1: I just remember it being a bigger fall in my head.
0: Oh, yeah, it wasn't that big of a fall. I mean, mean,
1: that's what I mean. Like, the moment itself was dramatic, and I remember what I saw again, which was her voice shaking so much during the speech because it was the aftermath of it, like, all that dramatic. Like, I can't even imagine that moment of you win Best Actress at the Oscars, and you go up to get your speech, and you trip and fall on your way up. Like, can't imagine that. Just in my head, the way I remembered it was it was, like, this big dramatic stumble, fall to the ground, trip over all of these steps. And in reality, it was just like a quick little stumble and get up.
0: Right. But I guess that at the Oscars is equivalent to the first one. Do you know what I'm a saying?
1: Percent. A thousand percent. Yes.
0: Also, not only are you in couture d'or, you are wearing, I don't even know how much money worth of probably the range Schwartz jewels, but Bradley Cooper is right behind you. like The way that she got out of that as gracefully as she did is such a testament to the effortlessness with which she kind of glides through life because it takes a special kind of talent to be able to to handle that in the way she did.
1: I have to say I've tripped and fallen a number of times and being in Couture Dior would have helped. It would have cushioned the blow actually, I have to say.
0: (laughs) Me tripping on the street of New York is like a gazillion times less graceful than Jennifer Lawrence at the Oscars.
1: Every single thing I do in my day-to-day life is a million times less graceful than Jennifer Lawrence tripping at the Oscars.
0: Yeah. I'm, it was honestly one of the best things that ever happened to her, I think, because it really... Not that she needed any sort of additional humanization, but it de- yeah. definitely humanized her. A thousand percent.
1: It's a yeah. story. They're just like us. They trip when they go to get their Oscars.
0: That's how Heather ended the episode by saying, hey, by the way, celebrities just like us. Right. They spoke about a lot of different things. You should definitely listen. We don't want to recap the whole thing, so I'm sure a lot of you did listen, but she was really on there. I think one of the reasons she was on there was just to speak about her position at this organization Represent Us. She's been a board member for the past three years and their mission statement is, quote, we bring together conservatives, progressives, and everyone in between to pass powerful state and local laws that fix our broken elections and stop political bribery. Our strategy is central to ending political corruption, extremism, and gridlock. And she spoke about how she grew up Republican. Her first time voting, she voted for John McCain. and Recently, her political views have changed, and she feels like it's now more important than ever. And her and Heather kind of both spoke about the experience of growing up in Republican households and how it's changed. And I felt that she did a really excellent job in speaking about that in a way where she didn't have to. She could have never said her stance, and she probably wouldn't have even been criticized because she's not on social media. But she did.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, she's been very, very vocal about hating Trump since the beginning, since day one. Um, So it wasn't a surprise there to hear her talk about politics that way. I thought it was a great moment.
0: It was a great moment. And her and Heather's, you can tell, I mean, anybody who has a podcast or listens to podcasts, you can just tell when the people that are being interviewed, when they have a genuine relationship, it's clear. It's kind of like when Justin comes on our show, you can tell we're just good friends with with him. You know,
1: What I loved about this also was it was like the two of them knew so much about each other in the sense that like Heather would say something about Jennifer and like they would joke around about it. But then like Jennifer would try to show off her knowledge about Heather. And every time that would happen, she would be like, ex- I know things about your show too, though. She's like, quiz me, quiz me on anything. I know- The Italian Stallion, ask me any question. And I was like, that is amazing. Like that is a rarity that you have somebody come on your podcast, not just because they like it, but they also happen to like want to impress you with their knowledge of it. Like that's the best thing ever. And then on top of that, it's fucking Jennifer Lawrence. Are you kidding?
0: Well, yes, yes, yes. And I think what was so funny is like, if you're looking at this and you know nothing about the situation, you think the fangirl is going to be Heather, right? And that was just not the case. Heather was not the fangirl. Jennifer was the fangirl wanting to prove to Heather's audience how hard of a stand she is. So she's using all this like intricate, you know, lingo. It was exactly, it was so excellent. And I I loved every second of it. I could have listened to her talk forever. There's a lot of really good little nuggets and anecdotes there. I think you guys would like it. And, not that Heather needs our congratulations. She's fucking killing it, but we will always be in your corner because we knew it from the second we met you. This woman is going places and it is such a privilege to watch you kind of soar. Okay. As, I'm speaking as, if she, as if she's listening, she, she doesn't okay. listen to our show. But just Anything in case, well. if anybody happens to pass it along to her, just I would like her to know. I could send it to her. She's not good with her phone. She just well, doesn't really answer her phone. <laughs> She said that though. Do you remember when we were and she was on our podcast? She's like, Yeah, I need an assistant. Yeah. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is Ariana Grande's new music, as I'm sure most of you saw. She dropped the first song off of her sixth album, both titled Positions. And we'll get into it in a second, but I kind of wanted to do a lead-in by reading an excerpt from this article by this woman, Hannah Mulrea, And it's called Ariana Grande's new song Positions is a stately introduction to the pop star's next era. The comeback track might be mellow, but it's accompanying video conveys her towering ambition. And this one paragraph that says, it's a bold video and acts as a reminder that if you put women in the boardroom, it can only lead to better place and that women shouldn't have to pick between the domestic sphere and their career. While the song itself may not be the balls-to-the-wall pop belter fans might have expected for Grande's return, the lead singles for her last two albums Thank You Next and No Tears Left to Cry were both high-octane bangers, the mellow positions with this powerhouse video is an equally bold introduction to the artist's next musical era. Okay, first off, Hannah, amazingly said. Beautifully, I so feel good. like, yeah, I feel like People wanted from her a thank you next vibe. They wanted to dance to it. They wanted to have it more of a bop, which I totally get because that's what's so addicting about Ariana Grande's music. However, this song in itself is great. But then once you watch it with a video, I think you really get it more.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: She's She's just absurdly talented.
1: She's just the best. I'm a literal Ariana stan.
0: It's low key though.
1: I know it is a little bit low key. Um, I just think she's so like immensely talented and everything she comes out with is amazing. It's not the same tasting guys.
0: Well, that too. The video, if you didn't see it, the video features her as president. It also shows her in the kitchen. It shows her in the bedroom. And probably the line that was the most talked about from a media perspective was when she says, heaven sent you to me. I'm just hoping I don't repeat history. But when you hear it, she kind of pauses between re and Pete. So there's an emphasis on Pete which everyone thinks is kind of like a nod to her failed relationship with Pete Davidson. Probably, honestly, because that's what songwriters do. But to me, that didn't come across as shady. To me, it came across as an excellent use of lyrical genius that was going to get a lot of press pickup.
1: I long for those days.
0: The Pete and Ariana days?
1: Yeah. I just just felt like I never had more to talk
0: about than when
1: they were dating.
0: We'll never know a rush like that. Never.
1: The way I felt, Watching Pete Davidson hold hands with Ariana Grande's Nona when they walk the red carpet. I'll never have that feeling again.
0: What about the memes? The
1: comments coming out. It was just every single day was a rush. Every single day was waking up to something new.
0: Yeah, it was unfucking believable. The lollipop meme that sparked the literal meme template of last year. I mean, there were just so many things. It, it was. That was a really excellent time to be alive. I mean, I guess you kind of felt like it was going to crash and burn, so you kind of knew you were riding this high that wasn't sustainable, but it was fun to ride.
1: By the way, it was an excellent time to be alive and an even more excellent time to have a pop culture podcast.
0: had a pop culture account, really.
1: It it was a good time for pop culture. It was was a cultural reset.
0: No, but Julie, those... I mean, if you're talking about our business just in itself for a second, like... When I really think, when we're in interviews and people ask like, what are the times when you were like, okay, we're really onto something here. I will always and forever say the first time we got common confirmation from Pete and Ariana. That was, Absolutely. I would, that rough. Do you remember us being like, should we just post it without a caption? We literally, our caption on that post, if you go back is like posted this too quick to even think of a caption because we wanted to get it up so badly before all these places ripped us off.
1: I I know. I wish I could, <laughs> never mind i was gonna say something but i was like that's way too much to say on a podcast right now what are you gonna say i was gonna say i wish i could crush up the feeling of ariana and p commenting on each other's instagrams and snort it with a hundred dollar bill <laughs> <laughs> can we keep that in maybe <laughs> you can just like live it <laughs> <laughs> just gum. I just want to gum the feeling of Ariana and Pete being together again.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I don't know if we're keeping this in, but <laughs> either way. Yeah. It, it was, it was a spiritual experience. We were on a high also, by the way, being in the city when all of that was happening and walking past her buildings, so everybody knew exactly where she lived and just the thing of like, are we going to see her? You know?
1: Oh my God. You're right. Now we'll never see Pete because I'm never in Staten Island near his mom's basement.
0: No, but we were that one time. (laughs) We were that one time. You're right. (laughs) Julie and I were in Staten Island because we were doing, I think, headshots there. Julie's in full glam and she looked beautiful. like She always does, but specifically just all made up. And I remember us thinking that we were going to Staten Island and in the back of my head, I really genuinely like no bullshit thought there's a chance. Like this could be the day. There's a chance she sees Pete. I don't know what I was thinking as if you walk into Staten Island and he's immediately there, but I I do remember feeling like a little butterflies for you.
1: I thought that you walked into Staten Island, like you arrived there and like Pete and Vinny from Jersey Shore, like were waiting to, to greet you because I thought they were the only two people that lived in Staten Island.
0: Yeah, it was a rude awakening when we got there. That was not the case. I mean, it was great. Thank you for having us. But Pete or Vinnie, Pete, neither Pete nor Vinny were there.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it, it was a it was an okay experience. If you're from Staten Island, like you can understand me describing that as an okay experience. It would have been a ten out of ten had we'd seen either of them.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I just I don't know how. Of course, we just got on the conversation of Pete. This is about Ariana. The video was excellent. Her music is excellent. There's pretty much no song she could come out with that I don't think either of us will love. She's so supremely talented, and I cannot wait for the rest of this album. I got to tell you, Ugh,
1: me too, kid. Me too.
0: Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama, every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliyai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Anyway, last thing we wanted to just mention is Hillary Duff announced on Friday that she is expecting her third baby with her husband, Matthew Coma. This is her third child and their second child together. They have another daughter together, two-year-old Banks. She, her other son, Luca, who's eight, was from her ex husband. They were together 2007 to 2014. But I will just say something that we've spoken about so much with Hillary Duff is growing up watching her and just like loving her and celebrating her success. It was really nice to see her with someone that just fits her so well. And the best comparison that I can give, and I don't know if this resonates with you, but when I think about Hillary Duff and Matthew Coma, I always get. The vibes of Kate Hudson and her husband.
1: Wow. Okay. Interesting. I so get what you mean. Yes.
0: It's like there's this connection. Maybe they're not as, they're not nearly as famous as, you know, Kate or Hillary, but there's just something about their connection that is so real and like just works for them.
1: I so get what you mean. You know, Hillary Duff was my first ever concert. Really? At my first ever concert, yeah.
0: I think I did know that, but I forgot until you just said it.
1: Oh my God, I love Hillary Duff.
0: I mean, what's not to love?
1: I, you're right.
0: Last thing we just wanted to mention before the awards is, I'm sure a lot of you saw this, but the cast of Laguna Beach did this IGTV together. It was a kind of big Zoom that was filmed for headcount to promote voter registration. Nothing crazy happened, to be honest. It wasn't like dramatic, but it was Lauren and Kristen and Steven, etc., And the only reason we're mentioning it is because if you are like us, you are watching that screen and there's all these little tiny boxes and just watching to see if Steven and Kristen were making any sort of eye contact. Like that's where my mind was going, obviously. I don't know if yours, wasn't yours the same? Always. Always. Do you know Lauren Conrad followed us last week?
1: Yes, I did know that.
0: But I got so excited. Like I got more excited about that follow than so many other people because I just- I idolized her growing up.
1: Oh my God. Idolized. Still kind of do. You know who really idolized her?
0: Who? Isabel. Did she? That makes sense.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I will tell you, Stephen looked hot.
1: Of course.
0: Stephen was never not hot. He's just a very handsome guy.
1: Incredibly so.
0: Incredibly so. Love the nostalgia. Okay, award ceremony. We actually wanted to make an announcement that we used to do funniest comment, best clapback of the week, and sometimes there just wasn't a comment that was that funny, and there just wasn't a clapback that was either existent or good. But we felt that we were frustrated because there were ones that we wanted to acknowledge, but they didn't necessarily fit the mold. So then we weren't going to post a promo of it, and it was a whole thing. So we kind of decided tonight, of like, why are we putting ourselves into this mold that we created? We can do whatever we want. It's like
1: <laughs> we always what? have this moment. I'm
0: like, wait, it's our podcast. Remember. So what we're doing is kind of just top comment. If there's a week where it's not the funniest, it's not the best clapback, but it's just one that we want to acknowledge because it's good, but doesn't fall into any of those categories. So the comment that we feel like deserves recognition this week came from Elizabeth Banks because we posted on our account, Overheard Celebs. Again, if you have not followed, please do. I'm telling you, you guys will love it. And like a very cool thing that's been happening is these celebrities are coming to the comment section to confirm the encounters but basically someone submitted a story that said one time at LAX my one-year-old threw up on me we were cleaning up in the bathroom but my husband had my extra shirt in his bag my other daughter and I were yelling from the bathroom dad with no luck standing there in my bronze smelling gross I hear what's his name it was Elizabeth Banks my husband's jaw dropped to the floor when lovely Miss Banks called out his name and retrieved my shirt and in it we tagged the the person who submitted it and she responds she comes on the picture and says, Guys, if you get the opportunity to help a mother out, always help a mother out. Hi, ad official Iza. Hope your kid has grown out of that throwing up all over you phase. <laughs> what a class act. Oh, beyond so. She didn't even need to acknowledge that, but for her to not only acknowledge it, but then to tag the woman who submitted it. That is really cool.
1: Beyond. I so agree.
0: Yeah. I've heard the most wonderful things about her.
1: Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Which is the best thing to hear.
0: I know. Kardashian recap?
1: Oh, please. I'd love to.
0: Not that much here, you guys, but we're going to start out with Sophia relationship news. As we said last week, Sophia was apparently has been seeing Matthew Morton, who's a CEO of Chacha Matcha. According to a source quote, Matt and Sophia are totally a thing and he's really excited about it. They both run in the same circle and have known each other. So it's easy and fun for both of them. Sophia's family approves of him, which is super nice for her. They've been advising her to do her own thing, especially during quarantine. She's been separating herself from the equation and it's been the healthy thing for her and her family. I mean.
1: I'm into it.
0: Very into it. It makes the most sense.
1: It makes so much sense. It's That's a fun couple.
0: The only reason that the line about her family being approving is worth mentioning, or I'm sure the person even thought was, mentioning to the, was worth mentioning to the source, was because we knew that that was a source of contention between you know, to Lionel. Like we've always heard that he, not that he didn't like Scott, but I think he wasn't so fond of the age difference. We even saw him speak about it in that interview when they were on the red carpet. Like he, I just don't think he really fully vibed with it, even if he liked Scott, which I mean, a daughter should not make her relationship choices based on her dad. However, they have a very, very close relationship, and I'm sure that it was a little bit of straining.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. It never was weird to me that Lionel wasn't a hundred percent on board. It seemed like the normal protective father stance to take.
0: Totally. Also, Sophia posted an Instagram story of the Chacha Macha Cup in her car, which like to your average person means nothing, but of course we said it to each other and we're like, "Ooh, I see little subliminal messaging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Didn't you? You're cracking me up. Yeah, I love to see Sophia with a little cha-cha matcha cup in her hand.
0: Really? There's nothing like it, you know?
1: You're 100%
0: correct. In other relationship news, a source told E that Chloe and Tristan have, quote, been spending very meaningful and special time together during quarantine. Quote, they're together and very happy. She's very happy that he's around and that things have been going on as well as they have Tristan has bent over backwards to be with her. He's apologized over and over and swears he has forever changed. She resisted for a long time, but he's slowly finding his way back in. Obviously, Chloe's hesitant, taking it very slow. She's not getting ahead of herself and she's just enjoying having him around right now and all of the family time they've had together with True. Tristan is committed to doing things differently and not messing up. Chloe's hopeful about their future together and has seen a big change in him.
1: Why'd you read it like that?
0: <laughs> much sarcasm in my voice. Sorry, I couldn't help it.
1: It was like overwhelming. I was like, what is she reading right now? Can I redo it? No, I love it.
0: I I, I can't help it. I just, there's nothing else to say on this topic. So I think we should move on. Okay. But I will just say for everybody that was, (laughs) no, 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 no. For everybody that was messaging us the picture of from Kim's 40th, which we did the whole super show on asking if we think her ring is an engagement ring. No, personally, I do not believe that it, it is.
1: No, I don't think so either.
0: Okay, last thing we want to mention, which I'm sure all of you saw by now because we posted it last week, but we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it on the podcast. Courtney posted this picture of herself and she made the caption, the line from WAP, I don't cook, I don't clean, and Scott comments, that's for sure. We posted, but I have to tell you, when we got that comment and we were sitting together and we were like, we should do this, it's so good. But we know that typically when we post Kardashian stuff, people are so mean in the comments and like they don't normally do that well. But we felt like because it was Scott and Courtney, maybe it would do better. Julie, thank God we did. I'm looking at it as we speak. 122,000 likes.
1: No, that one was amazing. I knew that one was going to do. I didn't think it was going to do that well, but I knew it would do well.
0: Yeah. It got like a millions of impressions.
1: You want to know why? Everyone's back in a Courtney phase.
0: They're not just in a Courtney phase. They're in a Courtney and Scott phase.
1: Yes, but they're in a Courtney and Scott phase. But because Courtney's been so amazing recently, it's like you you're rooting for her. When Courtney wasn't at her best, no one was rooting for them to get back together. Like, you maybe were, but you didn't care as much. Now that Courtney's like the best fucking version of herself again, it's all you want.
0: Yes. Also, I wanted to make a comment. Somebody DM'd us and was like, listen to the 40th birthday show. And they were like, totally agree. Courtney's, you know, her old self. I agree with what you guys were saying about Sophia, but also it probably has to do with the fact that she's been home you know she's been quarantined with her kids she's been getting to do everything she's always wanted to do which is just like really lean into the role of motherhood without any external pressures of work which is probably makes her so happy so then to be able to do it and then to not be shamed for doing it I think that was a point that we didn't mention I meant to but I don't think we did so I wanted to just acknowledge that because I totally agree with that
1: that was a point
0: yeah as to her mood her obvious mood change on Kim's 40th episode right yeah anything else at all you want to say?
1: I think that's it,
0: kid. What a time. What just happened? I don't know. You know, some days we just get on here and we have this energy and I don't know if it comes across as good or bad to listeners, but its I just had so much fun. This was like a
1: very specific energy.
0: What was it? It was like a stow day energy? Yeah, I think so. I don't know even what happened, but I just had the best time ever and- I guess it was because, no, you know what I think? I think it was because the stories didn't have as much details. So it was a little bit more kind of free-flowing conversation.
1: Maybe They weren't as serious. Right. All right. Time to wrap it up. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. Well, we love you guys and we will see you on Wednesday for our Bravo episode. And Julie and I will see you Thursday night for our Kardashian bonus show. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for letting us do this. We love you all so, so, so much. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.